I'd like to welcome our sponsor, FormAssembly. FormAssembly's all-in-one web form platform lets you create forms for just about any use case, from contact forms to donation forms, all while taking advantage of useful features such as notifications, e-signatures, and more. Not only that, but you can also connect data to systems you already use. FormAssembly integrates with Salesforce, Pardot, PayPal, and many other common solutions. You can find out how FormAssemblies help Salesforce customers optimize their data connection in a free ebook that we've linked in today's show notes. Whatever your data collection needs are, you can be sure that FormAssembly keeps your data secure with encryption at rest and in transit on all plans, plus compliance with GDPR, CCPA, and more regulations. At the end of the day, FormAssembly helps you save time, money, and effort while getting the maximum benefit out of the data you collect. And I'd remind you, when you support our sponsors, you support the show. Hello, everybody. This is Xi Xiao. This is yet another new episode of Salesforce Web Podcast. Today, I'm sitting with another guest. His name is, let me practice how to pronounce it. Vladimir Gerasimov. Well, almost perfect. <laughs> you said probably better than ninety percent of the people that I have to talk to. Okay, thanks. So I'll let you to introduce yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, thank you. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on the podcast today. It's um, it's always fun to you know to get connected with the community and um, being able to like attend those kind of events is always inspiring. Uh, so my name is Vladimir. Uh, I'm a Director of Product Management here at Salesforce. Um, hopefully, some of you know me from maybe Dreamforce, or Trailhead presentations, or any other podcast blog posts that I've written. Uh, I'm a product manager on Salesforce platform, uh, where I'm primarily responsible for two main areas. One is uh, around almost anything that have custom in it, including custom field, custom objects, uh, global pick lists. Um, and the other area is custom metadata types. So I, I know I talk to a lot of admins about how awesome custom metadata types are. And mm. uh, my recent uh, my recent projects that um, I've been primarily focused on for the past, um, I would say, year and a half now was dependency API. And I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Yes, yes, because it's really new and I heard about it when I need to untangle some happy soups. And uh, we were told, ah, this is coming, the dependency API. But I didn't really know what it really is about. Yeah, uh, I think we announced dependency API first time back in the spring 18 at uh, Trailhead DX. So this mm. Trailhead DX is going to be actually, would mark two years since the original announcement. Uh, it mm-hmm. took us quite some time to 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 bring that API to to the state where it it was available for open beta as as today. And um, mm. yeah, I'm happy to share more about it. It's open to data as of today. It's February, March, March 2020. Yeah. Now. So uh, depends. API is an open beta starting Spring 20 release. 
So if your org is on, well, which is every org is on Spring 20 right now. Uh, I think the last set of orgs was uh, got the Spring 20 around the end of February. So by now, every org has an access to dependency API. It doesn't matter mm. if it's sandbox or production, because in previous release, we were limiting it to sandbox orgs only. So right mm. now, dependency API is available for anyone in any any type of orgs. And it doesn't matter if it's your production org or if it's your sandbox oh. org. So that's the last step before GA. This right. is going to be our last step before GA. And um, <laughs> we are planning um, we are planning a GA this year. Um, I hope uh, it's going to come in the next couple of releases. I'm not super confident about summer release. Uh, okay. I would be I would be transparent and you know forward looking statement applies every time we talk to Salesforce product manager, but uh, I'm I'm I have very high confidence uh, about winter release, which is gonna be a release of Dreamforce, mm. and uh, yeah and maybe like you know maybe for those on on a, who's watching this podcast I'll just give like you know a, a minute overview what of what for sure. what depends yeah. API is because we're talking about how it's all available, <laughs> yeah. and yet we we haven't told them what it's all about. Yeah. So uh, the, the pitch that I usually make when I'm trying to promote dependency API is, is something like following. You know, that Salesforce recently celebrated 20th birthday, I think last year. So we are actually 21. We are old enough to drink in the United States as a company. Uh, anyway, we celebrated 20th birthday. So it's a, it's a pretty big milestone for a company. And a lot of our customers, they've been with Salesforce for as many as 20 years, some of them. And, you know, they started with that uh, simple org and Salesforce been releasing new features. And their company have been growing and they've been growing business with Salesforce. They've been adding new new, new apps and new customizations, maybe installing new packages, building new solutions on Salesforce. And as always, uh, a lot of that was not properly documented. So a lot of companies find themselves today in a struggle of trying to understand how those things are connected. They know that it works, but they don't know if they change one simple thing, what is going to happen. Because mm. it's almost impossible from just from a, from perspective of your org to visualize all of those interdependencies between different metadata components. What mm-hmm. if I rename this custom field? What's going to happen? You probably don't know until you rename that. Well, mm-hmm. that's been a pretty big struggle. And uh, the other use case that you brought is uh, around untangling orgs that, and uh, probably unlocked packages as well. So for those of, uh, of you who probably trying to switch to Salesforce DX and the whole source-driven development par- paradigm and uh, idea of you know putting everything, small pieces into unlocked packages, it's hard to understand what should go into that unlock package. What are those components that you need to bring together with something else? So dependency mm-hmm. API, it's sort of an answer for that. It's a tool that can give you the answers. So it's a simple, it's a simple, and uh, technically it's it's a it's not a separate API. It's an extension of tooling API. So in the tooling API, we have a new virtual entity. Uh, depend metadata dependency com- component dependent something like that. You see, I need mm-hmm. to look. There is one virtual entity that you can query against, and that entity contains a simple information about uh, how different components are connected. So it has a simple one-to-one mappings. Each row in that table is a, is a component and a component that referenced. 
So mm. by querying, you'll be able to see like, here's a component ID A name, I don't know, custom field underscore underscore C mm. uh, from this namespace type of custom field referenced by uh, layout um, ID that name, that type of layout, maybe not namespaced. So eight different things, right? Two IDs of the component, their names, uh, their namespaces if they have any, and their types like custom field or layout or Apex class or things like mm -hmm. that. So it gives you like that uh, original original idea of how things are connected. And um, using that API, you can later visualize it, right? If you want to build uh, some graph or something like that. Or as simple as you know, uh, we did some we did some some declarative uh, implementation of that API as well. With Winter uh -huh. Twenty, we did that uh, where this field used button. I don't know if you've seen that, but in setup today, if you go to any custom field definition page, mm -hmm. you'll be able to see a button that says where this used. If you click it, you'll be able to see referenced uh, all the places where that custom field is referenced. Like declaratively right on your on, in your UI, so you don't have to perform a, an API query when you just need to check a single custom field. So, okay. but that 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 button is built on top of dependency API, and that button is actually GA because it's some sort of like a special case of dependency API that we feel comfortable about releasing into production and announcing that it's GA, while uh, underneath API is still in beta kind of state. So okay. you know that's hmm. that's one of the like you know very straightforward uh, ideas of how you can use dependency API. Except we we did it for you, but let's say we didn't release that button. You could have built your own custom custom button, right? And custom maybe visual for sliding the page that would do the same to square and uh, dependency API underneath it. Hmm. Okay, I heard that like the the name states is the dependency. Uh, information, right? If we have a custom field, we want to check where that custom field is used. And this, uh, where is it used, the button, that's only about the custom field. Yeah. I think uh, within Salesforce, there are multiple places where you might see the similar button. Uh, like mm. I think in Apex class, you'll see the same button. Uh, technically speaking, uh, the only custom field button is built on top of Dependency API. The rest is some legacy stuff that is not that using similar things that Depends API would use, but it's not oh, okay. built on top of it. And uh, we 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 actually like once we you know done with GA stuff and things like that, we are thinking uh, we are thinking about all other places where we can expose it in more declarative way, because again, um, if you not really comfortable with you know developer tools and running API queries, which is actually super simple. Uh, if you start, <laughs> if you get, you, you can watch some of my recordings, if you get used to use uh, Salesforce CLI, mm. running a, a, a query in, in Salesforce for any type of APIs becomes really, really easy. And I, I think it, it's, a essential, it's, it's an essential thing. Uh, if you're using Workbench, it should not be way more harder to start using CLI and it's way yeah. easier and more reliable in my opinion. Indeed. It's, it's all about the mindset. Um, if you think you are a non-tech and you don't want to see what are those like a suckle queries, you just see kind of a daunting, then you never get the chance to really to learn it well. 
yeah that's 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 good for developer you know we always have our (laughs) job secured (laughs) but you know like even within salesforce we do not distinguish customers between admins and developers Mm. we have all of that new idea of offer a salesforce builder and we have Mm. builders on a different spectrum the one who do more clicks and less code mm. and those who do more code less clicks but there's That's like you cool. know ideally there's no such thing as like oh i'm a developer i write everything in apex because yeah. if you do that you're probably a horrible salesforce um, <laughs> yeah solution architect whatever because you yeah, don't need yeah. to write code for everything you do yeah there are a lot totally of declarative agree. tools that you as a like salesforce developer like that old idea mm. should be using mm. that's why we, we we're trying to separate that like developer is not the person the builder mm. is not the one who writes code or doesn't write code it's a person mm. who knows what tool to use and some of them might not be like yet familiar with a with a more technical tools like apex but they should be mm. comfort getting comfortable with with some of the less declarative and more like developerish kind of tools so yeah. your your ideal your ideal career as a successful you know uh, Salesforce implementator is somewhere in the middle. So you know yeah. how to do this and you know how to do that, and you just pick the right tool for the right job. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Um, you talk about the dependency API and also the, the declarative where it is button, but uh, what type of metadata I can really check the dependencies? You just talked about the custom field. Is there something else I can use this API? Yeah, there, there, uh, there's uh, way more things than uh, custom field in there. Uh, there's all all common metadata you can think about, like Apex classes, uh, page layouts, custom objects, uh, validation rules, and things like that. Uh, it's I I'm not gonna say it's, it it's all Salesforce metadata. You know, the completion mm-hmm. is uh, one of the hardest thing. But it's like ninety percent of metadata and ninety percent of dependencies that we have in Salesforce oh. that you'll be able to track. So one interesting thing is, um, you know, I wish I was able to answer this question a little bit better, with more mm. confidence and saying like, yeah, go go and you will see all the list of supported things. Uh, what mm-hmm. we are working on as part of our GA story and as part of like you know upcoming releases is what we call a coverage report, mm. and. Um, I don't know if you uh, know about metadata coverage report. Yeah, I think Chris and I talked about the same thing. He was heavily working on that as well. Yeah, so yeah, so metadata coverage report for those who might not have seen the previous episode of this podcast is yeah. a, go Google it first of all. Metadata coverage report Salesforce. You'll be you'll find it pretty quickly. It should be like in top few uh, links, mm. uh, but. The idea there is that you have all of the Salesforce metadata listed on one side, and you have all different channels that Salesforce has on other side, on other mm-hmm. on other axis. So you'll be able to see, let's say, my account is exposed. In, I'm just making it up, by the way. Don't don't quote me on that. Account is exposed in metadata API, in the tooling API, in unlock packages, whatever whatever the channels, and you'll be able to see, you know, because it's always again, it's a, it's a question of like what. API to pick sometimes because of different yeah. coverages. And you'll be able to see like if there are any existing problems reported about particular channel. Maybe account and metadata APIs 
is not working today because of some known issue or maybe there is some known issue related to some of the limitations. So mm-hmm. we are thinking about this similar concept that we want to build for dependency API. And I don't know, it might get incorporated into that metadata coverage report though. It's, you know, there's still a lot of uh, mm-hmm. discussions about what it would look like from user experience. But the idea is that you can select a, a metadata, let's say you can select custom field and you'll be able mm-hmm. to see all of different references that we cover. Let's say you'll be able to know that like, yeah, if custom field is referenced in layout, I'll be able to see it in, in Depends API. And same would go for like, we probably will have them alphabetically, you know, like Epics class. So if Epics class is referenced in another Epics class, you'll be able to see it and things like that. So this mm-hmm. way you you have a better better picture of what is supported. And, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe we when make this report as an as a API as well. So you'll be mm-hmm. able to dynamically, programmatically check, oh, am I going to receive this reference or not? Um, mm-hmm. Again, this is this is work not even in progress yet. This is work mm-hmm. in like, you know, in the design kind of, uh, let's think about it kind of stage. But that's where we had in this year. Okay. How about, how can we use it? You know, as a developer, let's say I, I heard this, and uh, in what ways I can use that? Uh, there, are, there are a lot of things you can potentially do, and I, quite honestly, I would mm. love developers to tell me about their use cases because I'm just I have very basic use cases in mind. But every time okay. you know we release a feature, we've been uh, you know we've been shocked by by what 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 kind of amazing things people can build and sometimes you know you look and like oh this use salesforce like how how in the world this is sales still salesforce but some of the simple things like you know um very simple things that you don't need to build anything you just use depends api for let's say you're doing some code refactoring okay and you want to modify this epics class it probably you can run the you can run the Depends API to understand how those different classes are connected. So you can build oh. like a you can build you can build like maybe a map of different Apex classes and you can you, know, you can drill down and build a tree. So you know if mm. I'm changing this basic Apex class, um, all of other things are gonna be affected by it. Like if you have some generic Apex class service or something like that 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 is shared across multiple things. Uh, the same the same goes for any kind of change you make, right? Uh, Depends API provide you basic thing because, like, if I'm gonna change this component, what are the immediate things that might get affected? If I'm changing this text field and I'm gonna shrink it, what are the places where this text field might get populated from, right? What are the maybe custom inter custom UI that someone built for that text field or something like that? So okay. any any sort of like you know impact analysis like very primitive at this point because like you know API is a tool it's not a solution but you can build a, a pretty pretty a good um, impact analysis tool for for dependency mm. API and Honestly. in fact like you know we we have we have one particular partner that is already building incorporating dependency API into their impact analysis solution they have a comprehensive like documentation impact analysis tools that they, they sell at App Exchange and they use in dependency API to visualize the dependencies. So on each, mm-hmm. on every component you'll be able to click 
and see like a graph. So dependency API give you like one level of dependencies, but they use multiple queries and you can see, you know, this is custom field, the reference here, here, those things are referenced here and you can click on nodes and it would expand into like a massive tree. So you easily can just from UI and uh, understand how those things all connected. One, one use case that I did um, at Dreamforce uh, when I had a small presentation for ISV partners was how you can combine how we can combine Apex metadata API and dependency API together to build uh, more rich um, setup experiences. Let's say you developed a package mm -hmm. that brings um, that has a it has a custom field on account, right? Pretty common scenario, or any or any other object, right? So your yeah. customer installs uh, installs the installs the package, and the next step they need to do is they'll have to go and add that custom field to multiple layouts they have, right? Because um, as part of package installation, um, fields are not being added to layouts in a subscriber mm -hmm. org. So mm -hmm. you can do it programmatically. You can add fields programmatically using. Apex metadata API. You can you have that ability. It supports very limited set of metadata, but layouts mm -hmm. is one of them. So you can write a post install script that would do that. But at that point, you probably don't know what which layouts you should be adding in this field because that decision should be up to for subscriber, right? You don't want to mm -hmm. just dump your field on all the subscriber layouts. They'll be quite mad about it. But yeah. let's say you install they install the first version of your package. They pick the layout they want to and they added the custom field. So when they install a second package version, maybe you add another custom field on the account. What you can do, you can use dependency API to query where the first custom field get, what the what are the layouts where the first custom field got added to. So you know that in the previous iteration, customer added your field to five different layouts. So you can build a setup that will tell, hey, based on what we see in New York, you added one of our fields to these five layouts. Do you want to add the new field to all of them? Mm -hmm. You just click OK, okay. it's done. So you can, you, can, you, you can use dependency API to like take like a, a look inside the subscriber work and, and build that you know, rich setup experience for your app. Mm -hmm. That like, you okay. know, sort of like a smart experience. Instead right, of just yeah. saying like, here's like 500 account layouts, select which one you want to add it to. You can say like mm -hmm. you know, here's 500 layouts you have. Here's the five you actually used for 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 a previous custom fields that we we mm -hmm. brought as a part of package. Do you want to just like add it to those five? Mm -hmm. Way way better user experience. Yeah, it's like one more dimension of data so that the user can use. Yeah, yeah. So you you okay. you, you don't operate you don't you no longer operate in in, in dark within mm -hmm. within the how is it metadata in subscribe org is all connected. So I that's, see a lot of okay. I see a lot of like application around specifically like you know setup experiences because mm -hmm. that's a way you can programmatically inspect uh, subscribers metadata and do some propose some actions or do some actions based on how things are connected. I see. Okay. Good. Um, how can I really use the custom metadata type? Can I use um, Apex to query? Can I use SQL to query? What are the oh, ways? You mean dependency API? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you said custom metadata type. I'm just projecting my other features to your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so okay. a, a, as I said, uh, 
yeah, Dependency API is a is an extension of Toolin API. Mm-hmm. So um, you, if, whatever tool you use that supports Toolin API queries would work. Uh, what I use, okay. what I what I personally use is um, I like to like when I do my demos for simplicity, I use a SFDX CLI query command, and you can specify dash dash to use Toolin API flag there, and then it just regular SQL query. But okay. in, in that SQL query needs to go through Toolin API, so you will not be able to perform a direct SQL query against this object. It has to be Toolin API query. So that's one. One of the things. So in Apex, you will be able to do it. It's not as straightforward because you know, in order to do a API calls from Apex, you need to do a callout. So, um, but there are ways you can you can you, you can query tool in API from Apex. It's just not. It's just like query an external API from. There. I understand. Yeah. So it's not a real SQL query. It's just using the syntax. Yeah. To, yeah. To like it. it, it like Toolin API can use uh, SQL syntax, but it still needs to mm. it needs to go through Toolin API endpoints. Okay, okay. In addition to all these, I also see in the Force.com GitHub uh, repository there's dependencies CLI, right? It's open source yeah. project. Yeah, there are a couple plugins that uh, I've built by originally by Andy Fawcett and then been been extended by a couple more people. Uh, mm-hmm. That would give you like some 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 provides a little bit more usability into into dependency API. Uh, okay. So I would definitely oh it's a, it's a good point. I would definitely suggest um, you to go and check some of the plugins that we have because some of them like might be exactly what you're looking like. Some of the one of the plugins um, one of the Salesforce employee built as to do like visualization and they even have a Heroku project where you can upload the data from uh, Salesforce CLI and it'll build like a beautiful map right in your browser that you can interact with. Or some mm-hmm. other simpler things would just generate a graph, you know, like always open open graph plugin. So it'll generate a graph that you can just save as a picture, like print it, put it behind your computer and look at how beautiful your work is. Okay, could you send me the link later, and then I will yeah. put it in our show notes. Yeah, okay. we definitely can okay. do that. In addition to the metadata coverage report for the dependency API, what other features do you have in your roadmap? Yeah, so uh, f- for some of you who probably already been using dependency API, uh, you probably know that it comes with some limitations, and most. Uh, dramatic limitations that we had to introduce. We had to limit the amount of dependencies you can get back in one in one call. So if you if you call if you query for something you will not get more than two thousand dependencies at, at the time. So you cannot use dependency API today to query like uh, org wide query, right? Like select all from org kind of thing. That 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 would work only you'll get whatever random two thousand dependencies. Uh, so you always have to narrow your query down to like a specific maybe component ID. So one of the things that we have on the roadmap to sort of address it, because we understand that some of the people, they, they don't know where to start. And they just like, well, I just want to see like maybe the whole work and try to figure out something out of it. Or maybe I have that super mega component that like reference in like 10,000 places. So depends basic mm-hmm. depends CPI. Like I have to do like too much work to to like you know to filter it by type of 
different components and stuff, stuff like that. So we we are introducing what we call bulk dependency API, and pretty much we're exposing the, the tooling API entities that we have that powers dependency API in a bulk to all. So you'll be able to query dependency API using bulk to all, and there will be no limit on uh, on amount of records you can get back. Oh, if you want to get the entire org. You can get entire org. The only, the only downside or limitation is that bulk to all is asynchronous. So mm-hmm. it's no longer a synchronous process. You cannot just submit a query and get results right away. It, it would take time based yeah. on like you know how big is your org, what's mm-hmm. going on with overall load on this maybe server and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're not talking about days to wait, but we're talking about some Sometime between yeah. you submit query and sometime and um, and, and, yeah. and time when you receive your results, so mm. it's not synchronous, but it's perfect for like you know, if you need that uh, results maybe in CSV file, to mm-hmm. to to upload it to some third party tool to to do the analysis, mm. or use it somewhere like whatever 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 tool you want to use it with that or whatever processing like excel spreadsheet i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever you feel comfortable with so that that is our most uh, uh, the, the 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 closest thing on our roadmap okay. and i think right now we are on track for this to get we, we're going to release it straight to beta so we're not going to do pilot um mm. Pilots are super painful, and I know a lot of, not a lot of people like to go through the legal aspects of pilots signing the, the agreements and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. we're gonna go again for a looking statement uh, directly to beta, and current okay. plan is that we're gonna make it available in sandboxes only, just for mm-hmm. like you know precautious, precautious measure. Uh, but it will be available for everyone, so you don't need to activate it, and you can run it in your sandbox. Okay. Um, hopefully, summer mm-hmm. twenty. So the next I release, see. so right. next coming release, um, that's our big, big item on our roadmap that we're trying to deliver. Excellent. So I think that's all I want to talk to you about this dependency API. Do you still have something else you want to share with us? Uh, no, I think we covered pretty much everything. Uh, I would just, you know, encourage everyone. Um, there, there is a. I've done a recent webinar on dependency API. It was internal mm. developer webinar i'll I'll try to send you a link so you can add it it gives like i I talk more about like just dependency api a little bit more formal way and i I can actually show it a demo so if any of you know of you who is listening or watching this podcast today want to follow up and get more information that's a good start because it's it's pretty straightforward 20 minute like of a demo that you can watch you know on your lunch break Mm. or waiting for a build to build or i don't know commuting somewhere (laughs) Excellent, Vladimir. It's it's great to talking to you today, and uh, I will put all the information, all the links you shared with us to our show notes for people to check. Yeah, right. thank you. It was a pleasure to be. Uh, hopefully, I'll have more features, and we can uh, meet again. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Yeah, talk to you next time. Bye bye. Thank you. Hi, I'm constantly looking for good guests. If you have any guest recommendation, please reach me out. I'll make sure they are joining to the show to share their knowledge. Otherwise, thanks for listening to the show. I'll see you next Thursday.